Hey everyone, welcome back to Group Therapy. I'm Dr. Jess here with Dr. K10, KBI, and Justin would be here today, but unfortunately the day that we are recording this, January 25th, is in fact National Florida Day. Did you all know that? I Googled it today. So instead of being with us, Justin is celebrating being out of Ohio and enjoying the sunny state of Florida, even though it's 8.30 at night and dark. Regardless, anyways, uh, today we're going to be talking all about cancel culture. So settle in, take a seat, and welcome to group therapy. So I'm sure we all know the term cancel culture. Like, how would you all define it or what kind of things come to mind when you think of what cancel culture is? I mean, when you think cancel culture, I think of like social media, Mm -hmm. influencers, celebrities, um, mistakes, whether intentional or unintentional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like when, when I think of cancel culture, I think of like, I can't think of anybody specifically, but I could think of somebody who has maybe said something that's unacceptable or like not good, (laughs) or they've acted in a way that's unacceptable to society's standards. And then maybe people essentially boycott them or, you know, they ostracize them in some way or just kind of say like, Hey, that wasn't cool. And then from there, I think like if you have a public, um, like if you're a public figure, like KBI is saying that you might be like canceled quote unquote from social media in some sense. I know that was like a long answer, but that's like what I think of. No, no, that exactly what you all said. I, I think of, and I'm sure we'll get into it, but like somebody, typically makes like one mistake it's usually pretty bad at least from what i've seen like a a, a comment or you know i don't know something that is bad and then yeah they're like ostracized boycotted um i think of celebrities or um that maybe like endorse certain products or like Mm -hmm. i don't know sell things and people are like oh i'm never gonna buy that product from them again Things mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah. I don't know. In my experience, yeah. the, the times I can think of it, I can also not think of a specific person. It's usually like a one event thing. It's not like yeah. Yeah. over and over and over again. And if it is, it's because if, if it is multiple, it's because this person has a history of this behavior. Mm-hmm. I think you're talking, I think you're like, we're kind of talking around the concept of accountability. And I think when it comes to cancel culture, I was researching it before the episode. um, And I was thinking about like, is it helpful or unhelpful? You know, like, like just from an objective standpoint. And it's, it was hard to say um, when I was Mm. reading things, but I think a lot of times people might feel apprehensive to say things on social media because they're afraid of getting canceled. And then I also think that, it's a great use of our freedom of speech to be able to say like, mm-hmm. no, that was actually not okay. <laughs> like let's take some accountability and you know, maybe it's this way. I'm, I'm thinking of like people who might say things that are when I think unacceptable, like, you know, things that are homophobic or racist or something like that. And they might not realize potentially, but they're mm-hmm. also not taking accountability. On the other hand, some people might realize, which is even worse and continue, you know? So I think it just depends on the creator or the platform and, and where it's at too. Well, and, and personally, I think cancel culture has gone past people doing shitty things. It has come down where people are because of the wide reach of social media, people are 
getting attacked for even small things. And because the way that social media is built, something that is, you know, eh, off the cuff isn't great, but you have people calling their jobs and calling. I know that I know there there are a couple creators out there whose jobs get called all the time. Mm -hmm. And, and it's not really, and I don't want to say it's not, not for important things, but it's not like they're saying racist or homophobic things. They're not saying hateful, harmful, terrible things. Um, it's maybe because they put an unpopular opinion out there. Hmm. Um, I mean, I, I go back to, and I know that this creator specifically, you know, there's a beauty creator, um, who has some other things, but, you know, was basically put on blast for talking about being done creating content at, I think it was like 519. Mm-hmm. And it became a trend. And like people were like ripping her to shreds. Because she was like, how hard this is and, and all of that. And she, it, it was kind of like canceled in that, but it's not like in that moment, she said anything racist, homophobic. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think because of the power of social media, sometimes cancel culture can go too far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think I I love both points that you all brought up because, you know, K10, you talked about accountability and then KBI, you're just talking about kind of that going too far. Cause that's what I saw when kind of researching for this episode, you know, there's like a camp of people that are like, no, it's just all about holding people accountable. Like we need to, you know, call them out to educate so they can do better. And then there's another camp that's like, no, really exactly what you were saying, KBI, like we're just like unjustly punishing people for Mm -hmm. holding an opinion. And then Mm -hmm. I saw there's some people that argue like, cancel culture isn't actually a real thing if you look at it because it doesn't actually bring around real social change really it just causes like a lot of intolerance cyberbullying but like these people that are canceled at least the examples like i can think of or have come across on social media maybe they don't post for a period of time and then they Mm -hmm. come back doing what they did so like they're not actually canceled for ever yeah well, and, and no person I feel like can ever move forward in a way it will, it always comes back to it. Even if they take that break. And like we said, like we can move forward. I feel like there's, it always comes back. So if someone does state something racist and they take accountability for that, there's always, sometimes it always comes back. Even if that person really truly like engages in that conversation, you know, engages in education, engages in change and really does that work, it always comes back to that. And so there is also with that, I think that, you know, there's no winning sometimes when you make that, when you make it, especially when it is a mistake, when it's more of a mistake versus intentional, like there's no, there's no coming back from that in some ways, especially as like larger, bigger creators and, and celebrities in a way. Yeah. Well, I think you have to regain the trust of the public and then mm-hmm. it might take time because of that. Cause if I think of someone who says like a homophobic statement, even if it's a mistake, I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I'm not really going to like trust them a hundred percent right off the bat. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're taking oh, accountability and like you said, like they're, 
you know, they're, they're voicing it, they're making videos, they're like really trying to involve themselves, do a lot of thinking, doing a lot of training and consulting with other people. I think all of us as therapists, we could say, okay, they've taken reasonable steps to account Mm -hmm. for that potential mistake. And I think sometimes other people might feel differently and they might say, no, they're canceled forever. Or like, no, I can't trust them forever. And I do think it goes back to the principle of what you believe in terms of people being able to make mistakes and come back from it. You know, I I really think that that's kind of the basis. And I could be wrong about cancel culture and your views on it. Like, are people allowed to make mistakes and take accountability and move forward? Or are they shunned forever in your own mind? You know, because I I think it's a big thing. Like you're talking about like a homophobic or racist comment. Like that's serious. You know, like you want to take accountability. But if it's a difference of opinion, I don't think cancel culture has a good place for that um, because then it reduces the amount of freedom of speech and like just our ability to have different ideas um, and exchange Mm -hmm. different ideas. And that's what makes society so beautiful, too, is the fact that none of us are the same. Um, But I do think when people get overly worked up about somebody just thinking something different than them and they're they're like, oh, you're canceled. It's like, uh, maybe we can engage in nice conflict (laughs) resolution and like talk about how we might disagree. If it's human rights and like deeper topics, then I I think those are a little harder. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I think I don't, I I still don't know how I feel about cancel culture, to be honest with you. Um, After reading it, I'm still (laughs) so confused (laughs) about how I feel. Yeah, I love that you brought that up, K-10, about, you know, if you think people can grow and change. Cause when I think of cancel culture, like I would say I'm not for it. Now there's people kind of like you said that I've celebrities or people I've seen online that repeatedly have made mistakes. And I'm like, I don't like them. I'm not actively trying to cancel them or ruin their lives by any means. And that's kind of how I conceptualize cancel culture. Um, But exactly what you were saying, like, can we approach this differently? I also think it's about, you know, how people approach the individual when making the mistake. So Mm -hmm. if somebody Mm -hmm. said something, like, are people approaching the person like, hey, what you just said there was not cool. And this is why this is a teachable moment. Or are they jumping to, oh, my gosh, what you just said was X, Y, or Z, you horrible Mm -hmm. person. Like, and I think exactly what KBI has been saying, the power of social media. Like, you know, if a video goes viral because of the negative comments and then people are jumping on that bandwagon of like, you know, this person's horrible or stitching or duetting or whatever, like certain parts of things, Mm. exactly what you said with the beauty influencer turning a mistake into a trend. Like, I feel like that's, where cancel culture becomes dangerous because people that don't actually know the original source are now basing their opinions off of, it's like the game of telephone, right? Like this thing Mm -hmm. happened and then, you know, Oh, I heard this and I heard this and people are just like, Oh my gosh. So yeah, this person is canceled. I'm never buying this again. I'll be honest. I see that a lot with like, stores or products or things like I'll see on social media. It's like, we're not buying this. And I'm like, why not? I have no idea. (laughs) Like what happened? Like, like, why am I suddenly, why am I suddenly not buying this brand of toothpaste? Oh, because so-and-so supported crest pro white. (laughs) Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I, I sometimes think like, 
if just say we're, we're all white, right. Uh, And if we're talking about race, there are things that all three of us have probably said or did in our distant past that have been overtly racist or covertly racist or something like that. Absolutely. If we said it on social media, social media wasn't big back then. Who knows? Right. But I think that when you think about any, not saying that saying anything racist is okay, because it's absolutely not. And if you look back on maybe your ideologies or your thoughts, like from 10 years ago, they've clearly changed over time. So I think Absolutely. like when we think about holding someone accountable, it's helpful to like create that change in ideology mm-hmm. and like belief systems and stuff like that. But I do think if it comes across like in an ostracizing way, then it doesn't provide the person with an opportunity to mm-hmm. grow. And I think it's okay to be upset and angry about things that people have said that are just not okay. Like that's fine. And I think that, I really, truly think it depends on like your theory and your thoughts on like, can this person grow? Um, or are you just yeah. kind of putting them to the side and saying, absolutely not, you know? Cause if I look back, I've, I've definitely done things that have been homophobic and I'm bisexual. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just like, mm-hmm. like if I were to put that out there, people would be like, wait, what? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think people are allowed to grow and change and a lot of people do, but I do think that like there are things that also to counter my point shouldn't be on social media and are not okay. And people should be able to take those videos down and some things should be canceled. I mean, if it's very, very, very severely, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to think of like an extreme example and I can't think of one right now, but if it's like causing overt harm, you know, yeah. to other people, then like, absolutely. Like get that off the internet, get that person off, you know? Um, but if it's a different ideology or thought, I, I just, I think we have to have a little more grace with the human condition and that people could change, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. But it, I think you hit the nail on the head though, K10, is when we grew up, when our parents grew up, we got to make mistakes in the privacies of our own friend groups and our own homes and things like that. We weren't making mistakes on the internet and then the whole world being able to give feedback. Even someone like a friend who. And they'd yeah. Like, hey, that was like, up. And you'd be like, oh, cool. Thanks for telling me. Like, you know. Uh, the worst thing in my life is Facebook memories. <laughs> because every once in a while I check yeah. it and I'm like, oh, delete. I've, I can't I've believe I posted that to you all. <laughs> like, you know. And, and that's the thing is like, there's a like 18 year old Kristen was vastly undereducated. I, we did not have hard conversations about race or sexuality or, and, and things like that. And I said things that I look back now and I'm ashamed of, of because I have grown. The difference mm-hmm. is, is that with social media, when you put that video out there, it is out there. And the downfall is, is that even if you delete it, there is someone out there who probably has it and will re-upload it. Totally. And that is one of the biggest pieces of like a digital footprint is like, I could put a video up for 20 minutes, realize, oh shit, this is bad. Take it down mm-hmm. and someone might have it and re-upload it. And that's where like I, it comes back around to like, you can never escape it. Yeah. Especially like more if you take accountability, you want to make that change, all of that. Like it's, it's just there. Yeah. And, um, but I think that's the biggest piece is that social media is so big. And like, I think one of the things you touched upon too was, the willingness to engage in conversation because there's two types of people. There's the people who are willing to talk to you about it. And then there are people who are in your DMs telling you to kill yourself. 
because you're the worst human possible. And that's not fair either when, when it escalates to that point. And so I think that, you know, I agree with you, K10 is like, I don't think that there is really a clear answer of, is this helpful or unhelpful? I know it's hard. It's so hard to say because I think too, it's like, I want to give people grace to, to learn. And and I, I'm, I don't know if I'm just blindly optimistic here, but I like to think that people have good intentions and they don't realize the impact of the things that they might say and how it might come across, you know? And I think if you have really good intentions and your impact is off, you have to take accountability for that impact, regardless if your intentions are okay or not. Um, But I think there are people out there who are creators who might say, no, like I'm just getting a bunch of hate comments. And it's like, no, you might have to take a second look at this. You know, I think it's important to like learn and grow. But those people who aren't willing to, like you said, engage in that, it's like, you're not going to grow. You're not going to learn. You're not going to realize like this is harmful or unhelpful, you know? Um, And I'm not saying that like people should just be able to get away with anything, but I I really do think that there has to be some level of accountability. But then again, I I think it just goes back to like, there's so many differences in in the human psyche and like what people Mm -hmm. think and how they get defensive. And if they see it as a learning and growing opportunity or they see it as an attack, I mean, it's just, there's so many variables. So I agree with you. I don't know how helpful or unhelpful cancel culture really is. Yeah. The more I'm thinking about it and like my feelings on it, I think my issue comes in with the term cancel culture and that sounding so finite, but then the goal to be accountability. (laughs) I know. Cancel culture or canceling is a necessary and mostly beneficial phenomenon that arose with the growth of social media and individuals being able to articulate their voice quickly and easily. Pros include holding people and businesses accountable for lack of values and sketchy ethics. Cons include the rare cases when people lose nuance, context, and information gathering and simply jump into black and white thinking when it comes to, quote, canceling. Currently, I would like to cancel the flu, cold, (laughs) pneumonia, COVID, or any other infections or viruses that exist. I love you all and good night. I didn't have, I didn't have this up completely. I didn't even realize he popped in. So you just thought I was laughing like so hard at cancel culture. I don't even know. Oh, oh, purpose. I am so thrown off right now. Um, Okay. To our group members, Justin just hopped in and uh, joined us there. Um, But yeah. yeah, So what was I saying? The purpose of speaking of people we need to cancel. (laughs) Oh, okay. I think what I was saying before Justin hopped in was, I think my issue is that canceling is so finite. And if the goal is accountability, like you're saying, that requires like growth and learning. But I saw something called consequence culture, which I kind of like that term. I agree with you, K10, that like there are some things that probably need to be canceled. Like I was trying to think about it. Do you all remember years ago, there was this brand, it was a clothing brand that kept making like really inappropriate clothing. Like they made a t-shirt that had like Columbine on it and looked like blood stains. And like they made, <gasps> yes, but they like repeatedly mm-hmm. made mm-hmm. these like really offensive clothing. And people were like, ha- like, there's no way they, that was like a mistake. So I feel like, 
if you're a repeated offender, okay, maybe there's room for canceling. But I like the idea of consequence culture because if our, the goal is accountability, there's going to be consequences, but then it, you also learn from that. So, yeah, maybe some people, you know, change their view on you. Um, yeah. And, yeah, there's natural consequences for things you say in your actions, but it's not that finite ending and it gives room to grow. Yeah. I like that concept a lot, actually. I think it's more applicable. I can't believe Justin popped in. Sorry. I'm like still. <laughs> still thrown off by Justin <laughs> and his. I can't with him. He was not Anyways. enjoying f- National Florida Day. No, absolutely not. He didn't even look like he was enjoying life. So no, he, he did not. So, so group members in all seriousness, Justin's like real sick. <laughs> like he's, yeah. he's, he's sick. He's like real. real sick. Keep us updated. Um, we don't want you to die on us, literally. So we're 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 holding up this podcast with our bare hands without him. I know we really are. So I've lasted a whole like twenty three minutes without talking about research or stats. Oh my god! But I did probably, like. <laughs> no, but I found a Pew Research uh, survey from 2020 all about cancel culture. And, and it was interesting. So I don't know if you all are super familiar with Pew Research, but they do a lot of like political mm-hmm. research. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they looked at cancel culture in general, but also like had some findings based on political party, which I thought was really interesting. Um, wow. But in 2020, 44% of Americans said they had heard of cancel culture. Not surprisingly, adults under 30 had the highest rate of knowing what cancel culture was compared to like those 50 and older going back to exactly what KBI was saying with social media. Interestingly, men were more likely than women to be familiar with the term. Really? Hmm. Yeah. And those that had a bachelor's or advanced degree were more familiar with those that had lower levels of formal education. Um, And right. That, wow. that I'm trying to think of the gender differences. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that is I wish interesting. Was here. We can ask uh, him. What about the men's men's <laughs> familiar with the term <laughs> said that it describes actions people take to hold others accountable. Um, 14% who have heard of it thought it was a form of censorship and 12% mm. char- oh, yeah. characterize it as mean spirited attacks. Um. So if we're looking at political, not to make this a political podcast, but I thought it was just really interesting. 36% of conservative Republicans who had heard the term described it as actions taken to hold people accountable compared to roughly half or more of moderate and liberal Republicans, conservative or moderate Democrats and liberal, liberal Democrats. So those were, wow. there was no significant differences um, across them and then conservative Republicans who had heard of the term were more likely than other partisan and ideological groups to see cancel culture as a form of censorship. Wow. <laughs> KBI. <laughs> um, and then the last, I, I have a, a bunch so of other stats. That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, but 58% of U.S. adults say in general, calling out others on social media is more likely to hold people accountable, while 38% said it's likely to punish people who don't deserve it. I can see your wheels turning, Peyton. Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking. 
I'm just thinking about how people view this so differently and it's, it's wild, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it is. No, I agree. Just and, it, our and I think here, like we're all kind of like, I don't even know how I fully feel about it. Well, and I, I think that, you know, in ways it, it, it can be good in just the accountability piece. But again, like, there's also pieces where the internet takes it too far. Yeah. Where, where it just ends up going too far. And again, you're someone who is just making funny videos and they lose their full-time job because they say something off the cuff on the internet. Um, do they deserve to lose their livelihood? Probably not. Do they deserve to be held accountable? Yes. And I think that that's, especially for smaller individuals and smaller people, because like larger influencers and celebrities, like you said, they take a break, they come back and they just keep moving. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I know that there's like a nurse on on TikTok who gets kicked back all the time. And she, uh, I don't know much about her, but like gets calls to work all the time. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, there's a teacher who like people are always like, I'm calling, I'm calling your district. And she's like, good luck. Cause I'm not teaching right now. <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's stuff like that where it's like, I think like there are just areas where it does get taken too far. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it gets taken outside of let's have a healthy discourse. Like let's have a healthy discourse. Let's have a healthy conversation. Let's talk about this. And instead it's, I'm going to tell you all the ways I think you should kill yourself or that you should like rip your vocal cords out or blah, blah, blah. Like it's, it's, it, it goes to the extreme. Because I think about like for people in professions that are regulated, like us, you know, therapists, I call it like we have a board that we report to if anything was like a little, little murky, you know what I mean? And I'm like, how would the board handle something like that? And the board has so much information about what we can and cannot do. And lay people don't really know. So I do wonder how much of it is like, if it's for people specifically who have professions like teachers and, and therapists and doctors and stuff like that, I wonder how much of it is like, not enough information about what we can and can't do. I, I don't really know. I sometimes have to think about that too. Cause when I think about like other fields of medicine, just say like dermatologists or like ophthalmologists or something, I don't know anything about what they can mm-hmm. and can't do. Like I have no idea about what a dermatologist can and can't say. Whereas for us, it's like, we have to like, we can't say certain things about certain things because we're, we can't, we have to, you know, make sure everything's accurate. So I, I just, I wonder about the information piece specifically. Mm-hmm. And then for people who are saying like, Oh, I'm going to call your work. I don't know if that's just like how helpful that could even be, you know, because of lack of information, is this actually going to be helpful? And like, what's the goal? You know, um, it's so much to think about. I also just last thought that is coming to mind is just like how mental health impacted, but not only just for the people that are canceled. And I'm thinking like, cause these are real people, like real people with real livelihoods, like feeling like they're harassed, getting their work called and things like that, fired from jobs, all those things. But also the people like that engage in cancel culture that aren't having these formal or 
not formal discourse, but like, you know, healthy discourse, engaging in conversation mm-hmm. that are just like jumping to like, you deserve to die. Like, obviously we're a mental health podcast and I think all of us don't want to speak for you all, but hold the stance that like, we don't know what people are going through. And usually people that send those messages probably have their own stuff to yeah. work through. But yeah. I think of it on both sides and like this phenomenon and, you know, how it's probably negatively impacting all of our mental health, whether we engage in it, whether we've been canceled, whether we're just witnessing it, because like we've said, then it makes people hesitant to post things on social media. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like they do have to censor themselves in many ways. Maybe they feel like they can't be authentic. Uh, We fear making mistakes out of this horrible backlash. And that's stressful. It is. I I always joke that I have so many, I call them like real, like real talks that I want to make. I forget what I call them um, on my page, but I have so many that I want to make, but I will never make them because I'm not, I do not want to deal with the discourse that comes back from it. Mm-hmm. And, and I know, and I know all three of us have talked a lot of like, constantly overthinking the content that you put out and i watch my videos multiple times especially when i'm doing something that might be controversial might be you know um i wish i i can't my brain is ADHDing at the moment and i'm like i can't think of what i call them but it's like i overthink them and i watch them back because I'm like, okay, like, could they take this wrong? Did the way that I say this be misinterpreted anyway? And granted, we all know, like, if, if someone is hell bent on misinterpreting you, they're going to. Yeah. But it's hard. It is absolutely. I feel like our content out there would be so much more authentic if we were able to. Oh yeah, I think we have really authentic content. But I, I think about who I am on Snapchat and who I am on Instagram. They're two different people. You know, not mm-hmm. completely, but like I'm able to kind of like just say things there's, a little more. Fluidly. There's something. They're different people. K10 on Snapchat <laughs> is something. It's wild. I, I was thinking about making a public Snapchat account and that I think no. would be a slippery slope for me. I don't think. Don't do that. that. Don't do it. Don't do that. We need to keep you in your cage. Keep you. Let's keep you in your cage. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, thank you all for joining us for our side session today, all about cancel culture. We hope you gain some insights on how it can be helpful to hold people accountable, how maybe it goes too far, how social media has uh, played a role in it, and how we three sitting here don't really know how we fully feel about it. So if you have any thoughts on how you feel about cancel culture, feel free to DM us. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Share with someone who may be interested in this episode. And we will see you next time in group therapy. Bye. See ya. Bye. Peace.